a podcast where you can get access to insights on managing your finance and mutual fund investments correctly. This is the Prudent Insight podcast series brought to you by ICICI Prudential Mutual Fund. Subscribe or follow now so that you do not miss out on any episode. Smart investing starts here. Systematic Investment Plans SIPs for mutual funds are a financial product innovation that has caught on like wildfire. The good news is that these SIP flows haven't ebbed even with volatile markets and pervasive pessimism about the economy. But while SIPs are a great tool for inculcating discipline into your investing habits, it is important to invest in them for the right reasons and not to fall prey to wrong notions about how they work. Here are the myths relating to the SIPs that you shouldn't fall for. Investing in SIPs An SIP or a systematic investment plan is not an investment instrument, rather is a mode of investment via which you can invest in a mutual fund scheme of your choice. With SIPs, you can invest a fixed amount in your selected mutual fund scheme at regular intervals. You can benefit from the concept of rupee cost averaging as you continue to remain invested. As you continue to invest via SIP, units continue to get assigned to your portfolio through the downward as well as upward trends of the market. It might be advised that you consider this current scenario as an opportunity to buy low if you later wish to sell high, which is known as one of the ways of going about with mutual fund investments. SIP also helps one avail the benefit of power of compounding where the excess earned is reinvested with the principal amount on a regular basis as one continues to remain invested over time. SIPs never make losses. They can. SIPs are just a way to invest in mutual funds, which are market-linked products. It is in the basic nature of market-linked products to go through phases of boom and bust. Therefore, if the stock market takes a long strip down south after you begin your SIPs, your portfolio will show a loss as long as the decline lasts. In fact, if your SIP portfolio shows a negative return in the short run, you should take it as a sign that the SIP concept is working as it should. After all, the main objective of spreading out your investment over many months instead of investing at one go is to avoid the damage to your portfolio from investing big sums at market highs. SIP returns are better lump sums. Not always. Lump sum investment is where you invest a specific amount in a scheme at one go. Whether SIP returns are better lump sum returns depends on how market conditions pan out after you begin investing. SIP delivers better returns than lump sums when you kick off your investment at high market levels. Keep investing through a decline and then see the market bounce back into the green. However, there are other market scenarios where a SIP investment may earn lower returns than a lump sum. One is in a vertically rising market. A second scenario where SIPs trail lump sum returns is when markets rise for some time after you begin investing, only to tank later. But if SIPs don't always deliver better returns than lump sums, why take the SIP route at all? Well, it is important because markets rarely rise vertically and none of us knows when we start investing, where the markets will head over the next month or year. Equity funds deliver the best long-term returns if we can keep faith with them during bear markets. Yet most of us are behaviorally veered to put more money into equity funds when the markets are soaring higher and to cut back when they fall. SIPs help us kick this bad habit by inculcating the discipline to stay the course irrespective of market ups and downs. SIP fetch you more units in falling markets. Yes, 
But this doesn't matter. One common myth about SIPs is that they peg up your returns by helping you accumulate more units in a falling market. If you start a monthly SIP of Rs 5000 in an equity fund at a NAV of Rs 50 per unit and the market falls steadily thereafter, taking its NAV down to Rs 40 or Rs 30, you would be accumulating more units over time. If your first SIP installment fetched you 100 units, the second one may fetch you 125 units and the third one 167 units. But the number of units you really own doesn't matter to your final return which is calculated on the value of your investment and not on the number of units. When you eventually assess the returns from this investment, you would be comparing the value of units at the prevailing NAV against the total cost of the investment. Unit accounting in mutual funds exists only to make the division of the portfolio and expenses easy for all concerned. If you really want to take full advantage of market falls, you should step up your SIP amounts when a correction happens. Such timing, however, can be dangerous as you may not know how deep a correction may go or how long it may last. SIPs don't need tracking. They do. One of the clear advantages of signing up for SIPs is that they take away your need to watch over market movements to time your buys and sells into an equity fund. But many investors interpret this to mean that once they have signed up for a SIP, they needn't monitor or review their portfolios at all. This approach can lead to a lot of opportunity loss. When you sign up for a long-term SIPs in a fund, it eventually comes to occupy a very large proportion of your portfolio over time. Therefore, continuing SIPs with a badly performing fund over the long term is a tantamount to throwing good money after bad. This is not to say that you should keep checking on your SIP returns like a mother hen and keep switching funds every time they lag one a quarter or yearly basis. It is the chronic underperformers you need to worry about. With SIPs, as with lump sum investments, it is essential to review your portfolio at least twice a year to see if the funds you have chosen are keeping with the category and the benchmark. Funds that continuously trail both, say for three years or more, may require a rethink. Stock SIPs are better than fund SIPs. Only if you are a mini Warren Buffett. <laughs> yes, stock SIPs can help average your buy price and multiply your money if you manage to pick stocks that outperform the markets on a multi-year basis. But finding such stocks is far from easy and requires you to track both company results and developments in a sector quite closely. SIP in stocks allows investors to fix either the amount to be invested or the number of shares needed to be purchased at a regular interval, whereas fund SIPs is investing a certain amount of money at regular intervals. Stock SIPs can backfire in three ways. One, when you accumulate a stock via SIP, you can end up owning a very high concentration of it in your portfolio. Two, multi-bagger returns in individual stocks come from identifying them when they are unknown, entering them at low prices and then tracking the business closely to ensure that it is meeting expectations. A SIP, by putting your investment on autopilot, may detract from such close tracking. 3. If you are a seasoned investor, you would know that no stock is a perpetual buy at any price. Often stocks or sectors that appear to be great buys at one point in time turn out to be avoidable just a few months later. When you sign up for SIP in a mutual fund, you are buying into a professionally managed portfolio. 
should some of the stocks in the fund's portfolio see deterioration in business performance after you start the SIP, you needn't worry because the fund manager is likely to replace them with better alternatives. To sum up, SIPs are great investment tools to inculcate discipline and steer you away from behavioral mistakes that extract a big price on your returns. But it is important to understand how they work to make the most of them. With this, we hope our podcast series brings you one step closer to Taraki. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more. Disclaimers, please note that the calculations given in this episodes are for illustrative purposes only. An investor education initiative. Visit icicipruamc.com slash note to know more about the process to complete a one-time grievance redressal. Investors may reach out to the AMCs and or investor relations officers. Additionally, Investors may also lodge complaints on scores.gov.in if they are unsatisfied with the resolutions given by AMCs. Scores portal facilitates you to lodge your complaint online with SEBI and subsequently view its status. Mutual fund investments are subject to market risks. Read all scheme-related documents carefully.